everyone. Welcome back to the Honest to Goodness podcast, where we give you our honest opinion on good entertainment. I'm Morgan, and this is Carrie. And today's episode, we are going to be reviewing the season premiere, season nine premiere of When Calls the Heart. Woo! Finally! <laughs> yes! Feels like we've been waiting forever. At the same time, it doesn't feel like that long since season eight. Yeah. Still traumatized. So traumatized. It's crazy. But before we actually start our review, I'm going to head over to my co-host here to kind of give you guys an update on why it's been so long that we haven't been able to come back. Uh, I know the show is already almost four episodes deep in as of right now. Um, so, and there's a reason, a very good reason. So I'm yeah. going to hand all, uh, handing it all over to her. All right. Thank you. Well, I'm going to start off with the good part, because uh, like that's that's what started this off, um, was yeah. Valentine's Day weekend. I went to Arkansas with some friends of mine, and we ended up at a church out there that we like. We have some friends there, and they ended up bringing in an Elvis impersonator, <laughs> which was like shock. We, you know, we had no clue this was going to happen. But you don't necessarily mix a Elvis impersonator with church. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, where did this come from? You know? yeah. but I mean, it, was, it was really cute. It was really sweet. But um, anyway, so I ended up coming home from that trip with a case of COVID. So I record at my grandmother's house because I don't have Wi-Fi. So I record at her house. Well, obviously I had COVID, so I couldn't come over here to record. But I don't know, honestly, where I got that case of COVID, but everybody was teasing me that I got it from kissing Elvis because the Elvis impersonator kissed me twice during the show. It was hilarious. Like I said, it was on the cheek. It was on the cheek. Yeah, it was on the cheek. cheek. (laughs) But I have complained if it was not. Hmm. (laughs) Sidetrack, sidetrack, pull myself back. Sorry. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so this, uh, everybody was teasing me that I got COVID from kissing Elvis. But um, that party lasted like way longer than we were expecting it to. So we started home and we were just dead tired. So um, we decided to spend the night in Memphis because there was no way we felt like driving however much further from Memphis home. And the couple I was with found out I had never been to Graceland. So I'm going to show you the little hat I got at Graceland. <laughs> Morgan is so jealous of my hat. I am. I like, I know you guys don't know this, but I've been a huge avid fan of Elvis Presley since I was a little kid. Yeah. So, yeah. And I wasn't. That's the weird thing. Like, I'm the old. Yeah, yeah exactly. You get to go and you get to go to Memphis. You get to see him. Elvis impersonator. You get to see Graceland. You don't even like an avid, huge fan of him. Like, you just now started really discovering a lot of his music and everything. Yeah. So that's what's even more hilarious is that like now you've got more merch than I do. And on a, everything. On a, slightly, like, on a slightly different note, as I'm looking at my screen right here, I feel like I look like Cammy. From the Hardy's Hotline right now with my red shirt and the cap going on. <laughs> so shout out to Cammy. Cammy, we're not, we're not trying to steal your branding. <laughs> Especially considering the fact this is an Elvis hat and not a Wind Calls the Heart hat. <laughs> but anyway. 
I just, need the, I just need the big uh, headphones. <laughs> then <I Yeah>. open. <laughs> oh boy, we love our podcast friends. But anyway, um, so I got to go to Graceland. That was really fun. Like I said, I came home with a case of COVID. Finally got over that. And like something else happened right after that. And then first of this month, well, the fifth technically, but at the beginning of the month, my mother uh, passed away unexpectedly. It was just a freak thing. The doctor said it would basically an artery burst and she just bled out. And um, the doctor said it wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever if she had been in the hospital when it happened, the outcome would have been the same. Um, God started showing me different things pretty much from the, from that day um, forward that it was just her time, you know, just different things that he had told me throughout the years that made no sense that now suddenly made perfect sense. And um, so we've really been going through a lot, processing that obviously, and um, really appreciate all the love and support that everybody's been giving us on our um, Instagram page and stuff. I know Morgan said she's had people texting her because they didn't want to bother me and whatever, but truly appreciate all the prayers. That is what has been getting us through, no doubt. Um, so I have just now, what, I think the third episode was about to air when I finally started watching this season. Yeah, you had, yeah I think you had literally watched it the next day. Or yeah. Like yeah, so it was, yeah, it was a little bit, I'll take my Elvis hat off here, uh, it was a little bit, um, get back in when calls the heart, man. Um, it, it was a little while before I got to watch this, and I will go ahead and apologize in advance, y'all know my brain is not the best, and the best of circumstances, I have been dealing with a lot of brain fog and stuff, so if I'm seeming a little more, a little worse than usual about my mind going blank or whatever, I apologize. I'm doing the best I can here, but I'm excited to be back to this because I've really been enjoying this season personally. Like I have been too. And like, I was even telling you like on FaceTime, I was like, you know, I'm glad to finally get back to where we're actually being able to watch the show, but we're actually able to talk about new stuff with the show. Like, mm -hmm. yes, we're probably going to touch on the triangle. <clears throat> they're warning to people, but it's not going to be the same kind of talk. Yeah. It's going to be a lot better. Yeah. Um, but just a quick note to all of you guys that have been reaching out to me and and hope like reaching out to me to get to Carrie it really touched my heart to have all those messages coming in because I was like honestly shocked me I don't know why I did because like the hardy the hardest community has always been so loving and caring and generous and just like pouring our hearts out for one another yeah um so again, thank you guys so much for all that love, all that uh, reaching out and all the prayers and the love that you've been sending both of us through the whole situation. Um, I never got to personally meet Carrie's mom, but we were able to talk to each other whenever me and Carrie would be on our late night FaceTimes. Um, and I could just tell from those small moments that she was just precious and wonderful and kind, just like Carrie. Like I saw like, yeah, okay, definitely mother and daughter. <laughs> yeah. So definitely going to miss her very, very much. Um, so, but okay, I guess we need to get into the good stuff now. Mm -hmm. Can we so, get the good part or skip to the good part? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we skip to the good part? TikTok. Yeah. 
I will okay. I will say I will start this off really quick by saying this that I came into this season we realized a lot of people don't want to watch the season we're totally good with that we know some people have been waiting on us to tell them what we thought sorry for the delay life happens I know y'all understand that um but personally I came into this season with no expectations no bad feelings about what happened in season eight just totally okay let's move forward let's move on coming at this with a clean slate open mind what you got for me you know so I did not come into this with a harboring bad feelings from season eight attitude so that's where I'm coming from yeah and I tried my best to do the same exact thing and I will say it's 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 easier said than done trust me we all Mm -hmm. know that we're not just coming here you know don't think for one second that me and her have not cried plenty of tears and plenty (laughs) of emotions uh by having to you know do like do this not gonna lie it's been like something me and her have definitely struggled with Mm -hmm. um but you know at the end of the day it's like what my mom said one day she's like there's not that many shows out there that give you what when calls heart gives us right i mean not every day you see a a man pray openly Mm-hmm. on television yeah and talk about god talk about love talk about forgiveness talk about moving through grief and being able to restart on your life and you know all this kind of stuff that's the, all these storylines that we're getting from calls the heart you know they really touch people's lives who are going through the same thing um and it continues to get touched on in this in the show so yeah. I'm just excited to see what they bring. Obviously, I mean, these people have been in, I mean, uh, we're in season nine. Yeah. So, I mean, even though it's a new season and it's definitely not the same as it was when when the show first started, it's still really great. It still reaches the same points and the same reasons as to why the show even exists. And that's about heart and love and hope and community and, you know, being there for one another and all of that. So that's primarily why I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Still yeah. out of all, it might not be, okay, it doesn't have the same depth to it anymore, I guess, but yeah. considering everything there is to watch out there these days, it's still one of the best things out there to watch. It's not more so. depth than a lot of other shows. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's yeah. got a lot more depth. I mean, you know, no. so, but so the episode opens up with Elizabeth and Jack coming back into Hope Valley after being away, what, a month in, in Hamilton, visiting her family, letting them to be able to love on little baby Jack or little, little, little Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I love that Lucas kind of made that little comment of like, I think we need to stop t- calling you little Jack. <laughs> little Jack, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we need to stop calling you little Jack. So, because yeah. he is definitely not little anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Holland yeah. is so cute as little He's Jack. So like, I miss the Taylor twins, but Holland is adorable. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad that the Taylor twins are able to kind of, what the, what, the reason why for all of those who, who don't know, uh, the Taylor twins were the, were the little twins that were playing little Jack mm-hmm. uh, pretty much since I want to say since he was a year old yeah um, well actually from the very beginning from mm-hmm. the very beginning like literally the first episode which is the Christmas episode where she literally gives birth to him that's little Jack I think I think it's the same baby anyways I think, so. I think. anyways I could be wrong but he's pretty much played little Jack 
the whole this whole time up until this season mm-hmm. uh pretty much i know for a fact season six through season eight mm-hmm. well they have t- decided to take a break from acting which i can consider seeing as they're like what four years old yeah and they've been pretty much acting since then i mean i can understand the little kids want to want to break to be a kid yeah but uh the sweet little boy that is now playing him i love him already i, I love that he's like hey buddy i loved that i was like yeah so uh but it starts off with them coming in and uh lucas greets them so apparently everyone was really confused because they weren't coming out of a stagecoach they were coming out of a carriage i don't really know what it is but i know that it had the queen of hearts stamped on the back of it so i know lucas owns it and Mm -hmm. elizabeth made the comment like thanking him for bringing the carriage out but she the cab out or whatever they wanted what they were calling it but how did he know that she was coming? They were coming in. And he said, I didn't. Well, yeah. then comes another man off of the coach and he says, Lucas. And he's like, Mr. Smith, hi, how are you? You know, and apparently he sent the carriage out to Mr. Smith and not Elizabeth and Jack. How they all wound up together, I don't know. But it was still really cute. Well, well, they would have come in on the train and if like they came back early. So Lucas didn't know they came in on the same train, but they would have come yeah. in on the same train. So yeah. she would have seen the carriage there and, oh, we're headed back there and thinks he sent it. I mean, it's got the queen, yeah, the Queen of Hearts all stamped on it. So obviously it's going to Hope Valley. Yeah. Uh, I love that little Jack shared his taffy with uh, oh, no. Mr. Smith. That was really cute. Um, and then, of course, you know, they, Mr. Lucas, Lucas and Mr. Smith talk. Apparently they're in business together over the old uh, business. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bid their adieus. They'll chat later, he says. So then he turns back to Elizabeth and at first says, you know, I'll meet up with you guys later. Or uh, I'm sorry, I can't walk you home. Then he quickly flips it and says, you know what? I am going to walk you home. I'm not going to let business, you know, derail any of this. I'm going to walk you home. And of course, Elizabeth's like, are you sure? You know, this is, you know, understand it's business. That's what you do. But I'm glad that he did turn around and decide to walk them home. And we got that cute little moment where they're like holding hands and like they're swinging Jack in between them. I was like, that is so cute. So this is the Lucas I have been wanting to see since season six. Like, seriously, I wanted you to show me this. Yes, that's what I wanted to see. Yes, exactly. I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to finally be seeing the side of Lucas I've been wanting to see and I haven't been able to see. Right. Yeah, because it's so cute. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people are like, oh, now you're going to give us little him and little Jack now and all this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, you can kind of understand, like, I guess because me and Carrie are such behind the scenes people and we understand what goes on behind the scenes and how much that really affects what happens on screen. Mm-hmm. What people don't understand is like, yes, that we did get a lot of little Jack scenes even in season eight during COVID, but they had to be really choicey with it. Mm-hmm. and I understand that and I understand like there were you know we did have the scenes where he was interacting with Nathan and stuff like that but you know can we how about we not focus on that yeah like it's a new it's not focused on what we can't change let's exactly just- exactly let's be yeah. happy that it's actually finally happening mm-hmm. you know and those and I'm, I'm sorry but those scenes are making up for the lack of scenes in season eight for real because that oh, yeah. was absolutely the cutest thing mm. um so yeah um 
so we did me and Carrie did have to write notes because of the <laughs> fact that we so if you see me looking off screen I have like a bunch of notes on my phone yeah because, yeah I have my phone right here too so I'm like yeah, I'm not all out of order yeah. So. yeah I know you guys are like we don't they're not scripts they're just kind yeah. of like powerpoints of like what's happened in each episode because we pretty much just Mine are literally like one line. Like Elizabeth returns from Hamilton with Mr. Smith. Jesse and Clara move to Homestead in Montana. Then Florence. The- okay, okay. Don't be spoiling it. <laughs> I keep saying it. I'm just saying it's literally like one line. Um, well, mine's are not just one line. I'm kind of getting the gist of what I want to say, even you know, just yeah. kind of get the feel of how I looked at things. But anyway, she's more organized this time than I am. <laughs> for once in this entire podcast life so like I said my brain has not been the best (laughs) well you have better excuse for it than I do so that so if you guys see us kind of looking on screen at our phones and stuff I promise we're not scripted we have not changed that (laughs) um it's just we literally spent the last hour watching three episodes straight and knowing us and our brains we're going to get them mixed up so anyways I was looking at my screen and I have this one line that says the kisses still give me the ick. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. If this they have gotten episode. better. They've gotten better since the bridge kiss. The they bridge have. kiss, I'm sorry, will always be just awful in my, in my opinion. It will always be awful to me. I agree. But like, they have gotten better. They've yeah, gotten better. I think, I think my favorite kiss, like out of the three episodes that I don't remember which one this is in, honestly, but um in the hot air balloon when he kisses her on the cheek that to me was actually like the sweetest it's, i think it's in this kisses. episode i think it's in this episode i think it might be but i'm not sure but i think it would have been yeah yeah i think and, it's in this episode. um but to me that one was actually my favorite of theirs because it was like such a genuinely sweet moment and not just yes. making yeah up. exactly like, <laughs> you know, yeah no i yeah i agree with you it was definitely a lot better than the than the one that so Elizabeth kisses, like, they kiss whenever she, you know, they got off the thing. Um, so, of course, Lucas changed his mind. He decides to walk them home, uh, swing a little jacket between them. And then it kind of uh, skips over to a new storyline where it's Cooper. Mm-hmm. And apparently Cooper has been misbehaving. Yep. He's been getting a little rowdy. Um, I love, I think it's in, the, I want to say it's in this episode or possibly, yeah, it's in this episode. I want to say that uh, Elizabeth makes the comparison to Cooper being a little Robert. Yeah. And I thought that that was the perfect reaction because I think we can all remember it. it, it Robert was rowdy. Oh, <laughs> Robert yeah. made trouble. Oh yeah. He still does. So he, he has grown up just, so well, though. I am so proud of Robert. He has. I know. Yeah, he's. What I, is I with love. him and Angela, though? <laughs> it's one of my notes. It's one of my notes. I remember that. Like they've been. Like I love. I'm trying. Like we're trying to make sure we're not going off into the other episodes, but like we're already derailing. <laughs> but um, this is what we do. Yeah, this is just what, this is just what we do. Anyways um yeah I don't know what's going on with them two but yeah I'm glad the durable I'm glad that we're actually getting a storyline with Cooper though yes same and I think that this was probably a a very fitting Mm -hmm. thing for him and I feel like it's fitting too because it's kind of a quote-unquote coming of age 
things. I mean, yeah. he's probably what, like 10, 12? Yeah. Somewhere around in there. So I mean, yeah. he's at that age to start changing and his attitudes start changing and him to start getting yeah. that little cocky attitude that teenagers yeah. start getting. Or just or acting out of, out of not knowing what's going on inside of him emotionally yeah. and like what's going on around him and not fully knowing what how to cope with it. You yeah. know, and like I can't imagine um just kind of going back because like Angela wasn't born blind. She right. got sick um and she became blind. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine, especially in that time, what that was like for him even to go through. Because you know, you can obviously see that him and Angela are really close, mm -hmm. and it wasn't just because she became blind that they're close, right? So you know, I feel like those feelings are still inside of him, and as he's getting older, he's like he doesn't know what to do with it, mm -hmm. so he's acting out. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm glad. Once again, I'm really glad that they're finally giving Cooper another, a new, you know, a storyline that's really good. Um, that continues out through these three episodes. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm trying not to touch too much on it because I don't want to blend some of the episodes. But um, let's see. Ah, an air balloon arrives into Hope Valley. So in the trailer, whenever the trailer obviously first came out, that was one of the biggest things that came into the trailer was the Howard Air Balloon. Mm -hmm. um, everyone automatically was like, oh, here's Lucas with another grand gesture for his precious Elizabeth and all that kind of stuff. I got so excited because like, I don't know why, I guess because I like when people, when, you know, the writers and everything kind of throw a loop and like everyone thinks it's this thing, but it's not. I know it doesn't always, you know, make us happy when they do that, but this one kind of made me happy because yeah, everyone had so nothing happy. to do with it. <laughs> it had nothing to do with it. Absolutely had nothing to do with it. The one time something big happens in Hope Valley, Lucas has nothing to do with it because everyone was so paid they're like oh another grand gesture with precious elizabeth you know and all this kind of stuff yeah. it had nothing to do with him yeah this man owns an air air hot air balloon and he literally just lets it take him wherever the wind blows because you can't really control a hot air balloon um so and wherever he lands he gives out rides to people that want to do them so I thought that was kind of cool. The kids were all outside. They were waving everything. I loved it because it kind of panned to Nathan. He was like waving and then he stopped and he looked at his hand and he kind of put it down. Yeah, I was what like, am I doing? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that that was like hilarious because he had like a slight embarrassment to on his face. Yeah. And he kind of like looked at his face and he kind of like. But it was almost like he was waving funny or something like not just like. Yeah. It was, it was almost like. kind of felt like he was doing, trying to do that. Oh, yes. I thought that that was really cute. By yeah. the way, we have a new title sequence this season. Yeah. And I actually really like it. Other than the fact that Fiona and Hickam aren't on it. And I, I you know, but I understand they're side side characters or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I do like the new, the new title sequence. Yeah, um, I thought it was nice. Yeah, I did too. And the shots that they use are really nice and they really capture the characters. Because mm -hmm. um, one, you see Nathan without his surge on and one, you see him with it on. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. And one, you're actually seeing him smile. He's not like brooding in yeah. his Mountie outfit. So, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm so excited. We're actually seeing some sarcasm from Nathan in this season. Hallelujah. Like, seriously, he was always so serious. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever. And it's like like, whenever other people would kind of make a joke or whatever, he would laugh, but it wouldn't be like, it was like he wanted to be, he was too serious. Yeah. Like, and he, he, maybe he felt like he had to be too serious or something. Yeah. Being Mountie and him being in new territory and like taking Jack's place and not wanting to seem silly and like un, you know. I felt like he had um, to prove himself. Yeah, like maybe he had to be too stoic and too serious and too like you know tough. Mm -hmm. Um. So by the way, this is like kind of a slap towards us, teammates and people, because this is one of the things that me and you talked about being like one of the biggest things. That made us feel like Lucas wasn't the one. Nathan walks. I mean, Lucas. See, I'm trying to go back. <laughs> Lucas just walks right into Elizabeth's house. She barely gets the door open and says hi to him. He just automatically comes in. Yeah, like he owned it. I mean, I don't have a problem with him in her. Oh, house. I have no problem just that at in all. Season either. eight, they literally made such a point of her inviting him in, however many times that he literally refused to Mm -hmm. step foot in her door and now it's just like oh he's right at home and it's like wait when did this happen and we missed it so it's like we just missed something i don't have a problem with it i just it's been like a month since has has even been in town like this is like um chris mcnally even said in an interview like we're just now going to be able to really see them courting like they have they've been courting but this is when it's really going to be the seriousness behind it because they don't have the triangle break like nathan and, and that whole ordeal and her not necessarily deciding deciding right so um and then of course him and luke him and him and elizabeth i, I loved whenever they started like bickering about the clock because she's yeah. like been like was practically begging him like are you sure you can't stay and have breakfast and all that kind of stuff and understand that to be honest because it was almost like he was finding something to do like he was nervous yeah or something almost yeah, like really weird yeah, yeah i mean i didn't really understand that. i mean it was cute in a way because yeah. it was like he was nervous but at the same time i was like okay or it could have been another way for him to kind of like let out some of his excitement yeah even too um well and i feel like it is a guy thing too to go wait that's not right and to go try to fix yeah, like especially it. someone like lucas who has constantly got his pocket watch out yeah <laughs> He's, he literally is like the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. He's always got that pocket watch out. Um, but I love whenever he was like tinkering with that and stuff. And it's like, you know. I love the fact that he put it back though instead of leaving it at like, the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, okay. And he showed, he's like, yes, right. Because he was like, you know, all the time that we've been talking about time and a clock and everything, well, you could have been having breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, yeah, sorry. Uh, and then I love when she, he like obviously wanted to have dinner with her though tonight and she, uh, the three of us. And she's like, ah, you, me and Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, at least you don't have to cut up his food. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a cute little line. I was sorry. It was, <laughs> it was especially how you said it. I thought it was yeah. really cute. Um, so yeah, but hey, and there is Lucas making a point to have Luke, uh, Little Jack with him, like with them when they go on something, which he's done in season seven and season eight too. Uh, but once again, Elizabeth is the one that turns it down and says just the two of us mm-hmm. uh, because Little Jack is tired from the trip, right. which is understandable. He's like a little kid, mm-hmm. you know? So 
I mean, heck, I'm tired when I come back from a trip. So. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so that then now we're getting to see, we're really getting to dive into Rosemary being the editor-in-chief of the Valley Boys. Mm-hmm. So we get to kind of see her like, you know, really getting out there and actually getting to do like reporting. So yeah. she's talking to like the hot air balloon guy and stuff. And I don't know why, but in this sequence, I forgot how hilariously like three theatrical she is. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I feel like, and I could be wrong and maybe I just need to go back and rewatch it, but I feel like she she didn't have as much of a theatrical way about her in the last season or at least not towards the yeah. end. I feel like she was a little more serious. Yeah. Yeah. She was a lot more serious last season than she is this season, which I'm I loved it when she was like, oh, wait, I feel like I was kind of That's very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and then how she's just still just like, oh, yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah. So happy. Like, so happy. I love it because, like, that once again shows you that she really has found her calling. Yeah. And I love to see that with her because, like, she's just completely glowing. Yeah. When she's doing it. Um, yes. So yeah, I loved the forgetting the note and him like, and I also kind of like that she's, you know, still sh- being able to really show Lee that she's 100% behind him and supporting mm-hmm. him running for mayor. But she's also taking her job serious and being like, I, I have to be unbiased. I have to make sure that people aren't thinking that I'm writing my, my opinions and what's going on with the voting. If, I'm your wife you know I understand that everyone knows that I'm your wife but at the end of the day they have to know that I'm not going to be biased with my writing with my reporting and everything especially when it deals with because like if Lee did get, become mayor mm-hmm. she would have to keep that up she wouldn't be able to be biased even right. after he becomes mayor so yeah by the way do we find out we do find out in this episode who, who becomes mayor uh-huh. right no, I think it's the second episode. The second episode? Okay, then I'll keep quiet. Um, so yeah, I just love the the support the two show for each mm-hmm. other and how they are with one another. How cute um, were Ned and Florence too? I love them. They're they so are cute. like the cutest couple. I never they knew I needed them, but I love them. <laughs> and I love how like excited they get with each other. Like it's it's hilariously funny and sweet and just like you know yeah I love when she uh came out of the back room um when they're in their little outfits and I love how she walked out she looked like a dancer like literally she looked like Rosemary making an entrance she did did. she walked out so cute and and proper and whatever it was so adorable (laughs) and I love that she made a comment about Ned's beard I know I feel like it's like everybody's anti-hair right now because like they're making comments about Nathan's mustache like and now they're making comments about Ned's beard. I'm like okay are you guys just like completely anti like facial hair? Don't that, know or, or was she just picking on him because he had just been like with a mirror fussing at his beard? When I forgot about that point. Yeah I don't know. So um, um it's pretty hard uh to like watch the show and then like remember that certain people are not on the show this season yeah uh but I'm glad that they did give us where they are so Claire and Jesse are now living in Montana as Carrie said previously in the beginning of the episode um 
and they sent a letter to a letter to Bill, which I thought was really sweet. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was really sweet, sweet that they sent them a letter. Um, and it even went into detail, like they have a goat named they have a goat named Mags. They have six chickens, a dog, and seventy five acres all to themselves. Yeah. So, and um, yeah. I, I love that. I love it because Bill was always kind of a father figure to Clara and to Jesse. Yeah, yeah, to both of them. Yeah, but I, I love the close knit relationship between Me them. Too. So yeah, yeah, and I love that 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 now even though that Jesse and Clara are gone, now the Canfields are living in Abigail's old home, and I love that that home is still, is staying filled with family. Hmm. You no, know? and you still get that warmth sense, sense from them being there. Wait, are the Canfields in Abigail's old home or did Elizabeth move in that one? What? When Elizabeth moved into her row house, did she get Abigail's old house or not? Did That's it? several seasons ago, so I don't even no, remember. No, 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 no. Remember, Abigail's was right next door. Right? Can somebody tell us who lives in which row house? Because we obviously don't remember. <laughs> I mean, guys, that's like from season three or four. So. Well, wait, I am confused because like, I'm pretty sure in season eight, the Canfields were, were moving into a row house. Yeah, but like Elizabeth has her row house and then... Um, no, I think they were living right closer. I want to say they were living closer to Nathan and Allie, which were way down, like way further down in the row houses. Mm-hmm. but they use the t- they, see technically okay behind the scenes they only have two row houses yeah they, they like use green, green screens and stuff for to make all the lo- other long row houses they're not actually there which is crazy because you know anyway lid to my water bottle sorry <laughs> <laughs> guys we're a mess right now more than usual <laughs> I want to say that the Canfields are living in Abigail's old house. Maybe, a, but I don't remember. For some reason, I was thinking. And it's right there. With I, I swear, I do remember them moving into a row house. But now, with them sitting at the table, eating breakfast at the uh, at the table on the other side of the cafe, mm-hmm. where the actual kitchen is, which if you go up the stairs, you go where Abigail used to live with Cody and mm-hmm. or Carol, Clara and Jesse were living in mm-hmm. season eight. Um, so I don't know. But when Elizabeth first moved to Coal Valley, Abigail she lived with Abigail up the stairs of the cafe, right? No, Abigail had a row house in season one. Oh, okay, yeah, I think Elizabeth did move into Abigail's old row house, and she took the the house that, that was above the cafe. Okay, yeah. now I remember. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering. I can't remember. I couldn't remember if Elizabeth was in Abigail's row row house or if. I think Lee and Rosemary took the one that was uh I don't somebody know. tell us in the comments here yeah because like because I, I think we can all remember Elizabeth burned down the teacherage yeah so if you don't remember that definitely go back and rewatch it <laughs> I want to say I want to say Lee and Rosemary took one of the other because remember the row houses were specifically for the coal miners families mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that was that was a big storyline of saving. Yeah, that was a big storyline because they were going to take them away, and yeah. that the new miners that were coming in take. And remember them. that there were three row houses there, and they took one of them and used it to build the church. 
I don't remember. Like behind, behind the scenes, yeah, the, the church was the third row house. Oh, and wow. They just, they just took that building and moved it. And wow, that's it. crazy. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get back on track. Yeah. It was really cute to see the Canfields and Hatfields Cafe like that. Because oh, yeah. Well, so, Minnie works there now, so yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, and also she made the note of wanting to possibly buy the cafe from Bill. I thought that was an interesting That was interesting, too. I think that perfectly fits Minnie. Oh, yeah. Like, because I could tell that she's someone who loves to cook and bake for her family and to mm-hmm. for everyone. That's kind of how she shows love. That's kind of and her that. service. Like, her yeah, that's her service. Yeah. Kind of her way of serving is by taking care of people. Like, yeah. So that's very fitting and I hope it happens. Even though I know that that's them really fully moving away from Abigail, which I hate, but it has to happen, unfortunately. I'm glad that it, it, but if anyone was to get Abigail's Cafe, I'm glad it's Minnie. Oh yeah, definitely. And hopefully she'll keep it as Abigail's Cafe. Yeah. Um, so Faith is officially on her own. Mm-hmm. She is now the sole owner of the inventory. infirmary infirmary i can't even talk so you got brain fog and i got a silly mouth that can't talk and form words good luck listening to this (laughs) y'all sorry guys (laughs) uh we're still trying to get our footing because we haven't done this in like what feels like months Mm -hmm. especially with the show yeah um well if you think about it it has almost been two months it has yeah it's been crazy yeah um poor faith she just can't seem to get it together. Her poor son's falling out the door. And just, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I love the yeah, looks on their faces, though, when Henry came over there and borrowed the hammer and, like, just jerked his arm. At least he, did, and, at least like, he did it kindly. At least he yeah. did it. At first, they were kind of like, what? Hi. And he's like, he's like, can I see that? Thank you. And just, like, grabs it out of her hand and, like, goes over there and, like, I like the wide eyes they had. Yeah, I like the wide eyes. But did you <laughs> see how like Faith automatically got all grinny whenever he's like, Doctor Molly? Because she's yeah. like, Oh, he calls me Doctor. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did, of course, mention Carson again, which I love that Faith now has Fiona and Molly to kind of be that friend group for her right now. Yeah. But I love the bickering of them. Like, why didn't you call Carson? And Molly's like, I thought I told her that. And she's like, guys, I got, I don't need Carson. I need to be able to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. You know? So I love that. And of course, later in the episode, she calls him. Now he doesn't answer, unfortunately. Oh, wait, can't. that wasn't that episode. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you guys have already seen it. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Everybody has. Yeah, everybody except for us until like, you you didn't you just saw the third episode of the day didn't you mm-hmm. yeah so um and i okay. love that she went into like the very top secret like yeah door to grab the hammer like ned and ned and uh ned and florence were like you weren't supposed to go in there she's like and she like had her hand like over <laughs> over her eyes yeah that was so cute it's <laughs> just like I just put her on hair, hammer and she like automatically started walking and Florence is like ah, 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 ah. Yeah. <laughs> and Ned's like let's just go in <laughs> yeah like just forget it I think it was kind of hilarious because like it was pretty obvious just from the previews and the pictures we were seeing what they were going to be opening by their outfits 
Like we didn't even have to see the inside of it to know what it was. You knew they had to deal with like a soda fountain and all that. Yeah. I wasn't expecting a pharmacy though. But then yeah, again, back in those days. Back in those days, it would have been combined though. Yeah. It was right on point because a lot of times, and there are still towns, like small towns that uh, do the whole pharmacy with the soda fountain type thing. So it's not out of the, you know, out of reality. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the pharmacy, I don't know about you, and I feel like you feel the same way, but I'm loving Nesu. I do. I do. I'm glad that she had, like, she's very sweet and kind, but she's also, like she said, uh, strong spoken and very quick to just go ahead and just tell her opinion or how she's like doing. in comments and stuff like calling her rude and bossy and whatever. And I'm like, where are you getting that? Like, are you watching this at all? I am? Like, yeah. She does have a few times where she's short spoken, but I don't necessarily see it as being rude. I feel like, you know, because there's so much secrecy around her. Mm-hmm. she's bringing back what lucas brought when he mm-hmm. first came in that secrecy and like not necessarily like giving little tiny crumbs is he a good guy is he a bad guy we're yeah. kind of dealing with the yeah. same thing with her like okay no, i will say this I, 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 and I, I, I honestly like i'm loving that because yeah. like we we have been missing that since lucas kind of stopped being so mysterious though he is starting to pick up a little bit of his mystery mystery back i will say mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm excited to see that um but so diving deep into Mesu, I have some of my notes here just to kind of get what she kind of spoke as in this episode mainly. I don't want to go off into the other stuff yet. But um, she kind of makes a grand entrance, which I love too. So, and I love that her first entrance in the show is with Nathan, even though Nathan doesn't necessarily know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so of course she's like, she has a hat on, she's like all covered up. And she's riding this horse really fat, her brown quarter horse, very fast brown quarter horse, mm-hmm. into town. And of course, Nathan's like, whoa, that, why is that dude in the hurry? And like, whoops, Newt, Newt around, like, to go after her. She goes behind Elizabeth's house. And she obviously takes off her, her disguise. And Jack's in the window. And she just goes, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's so it's cute. so cute. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so a lot of people were like, oh, why was she dressed like that? And all this kind of stuff. Like, it must be a serious secret for her to be uh, dressed up like that. And I'm like, it's not necessarily uncommon for a woman on horseback to be disguised like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently back in those days, especially, I mean, I can even kind of understand it right now. It kind of kept them from being robbed and taken and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now, while um, she was riding at that speed, I think honestly it was just to add the element of yeah, of like oh, what's going intrigue. on? Intrigue, yeah. And plus, like he had, she had to get the attention of Nathan. I mean, Nathan's not gonna, you know. And yeah, plus, yeah. And, and I know that another thing, she kind of has to be going fast because I mean that would also probably keep people from wanting to engage with her or you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff until she was ready to show who she was. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Yeah, I love, I love how she's hat. like constable, and he's like this. <laughs> yeah, like still so confused. He's like he's so shocked. He's like, guy he's looking for." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, "The horse looks familiar, but not the rider." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we found out that um, Mr. Smith, that Fiona had brought Mr. Smith into town, actually, and apparently, 
Yeah. And that he used to work for the mine company um, or the coal company that um, Henry Gowan kept trying to tell them there's something wrong with the mine, you know, and they wouldn't listen. So there's kind of some bad blood between Mr. Gowan and Mr. Smith. Uh, so Mr. Gowan is not too happy about this. Especially uh, with the fact that he is now involving himself with the oil company. His yeah. oil company. Yeah. I mean, even though it's not solely his anymore, Lucas has ties to it. Fiona has ties to it. Hickam has ties to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fiona kind of drops the bomb that she knew that those two had bad blood and she still decided to make take the opportunity Mm -hmm. and um I will say that's kind of shocking for me that she she would do that because I don't know I mean I think she was being a peacemaker as a woman and just kind of well maybe if I can just get them together they'll talk it over and they'll work it out and they'll be fine you know not knowing that that is not how men work especially men like Gavin yeah um so it was no surprise really that um oh well let me back up real quick because that was an interaction interaction between uh nathan and elizabeth was there in the saloon but i still personally loved the interaction with them when he asked her if lucas could teach him how to drive and then she offers to teach him how to drive okay i'm sorry he's like and she's like a car he's like no a a, a team of horses yeah yeah i'm loving the fact that they are trying to have a friendship personally and so many people people that that is bugging i'm totally fine with it but then again i have always said that him and lucas were best friends were future best friends yeah they were definitely destined to be friends Yeah. yeah i mean whenever whenever nathan finally ends up with a girl i'm seeing double dates all the time oh yeah and i can even like, i don't know i just see them and even with back. elizabeth and may sue's tiny little interactions i can see them being really good because like you know yeah I, I i can see that being really good together um but yeah i loved that interaction and i understand why people feel like they're just kind of being pushed together but like yeah. For all of those, like, I don't know about anybody else, but I live in a small town. It's very hard to live in a small town and be able to avoid people that you've had connections with. Well, and yeah. let's face it, if they were, like, avoiding each other, whatever, people would It'd be, be highly known. Yeah, well, like, people would be saying Nathan can't grow up and get over it and move on, and Elizabeth's being a snob, which is pretty much what they're saying anyway, <laughs> but... <laughs> You can't make people happy, okay? And you can't. I, I, I'm saying this in love. A lot of people are coming into this season with the mindset, I'm not going to like this. Yeah. That's where, you go, where, where you're going wrong. Yeah. Because I, you focus I don't on mean, I get it. You're going to find negative. I 100% get it. Because, I mean, we went through our emotions, too. We went through, like, four months of trying to process what happened at the end of season eight you know I mean for kind of loud we almost changed our entire podcast because of it yeah like we were debating Um, whether we were even going to do season nine so we are like the last people to judge anybody for not wanting to watch season nine but I'm just saying your attitude coming into this is going to impact how you feel about the season for both of us we came into it with a show me what you got and not Prove to me that this was exactly what needed to happen. Yeah. 
Like, and, proved to me that Lucas really was the one that was meant to be with Elizabeth. Proved to yeah. me that Nathan was better off with someone else. Proved to me that this show can continue to be good and wholesome and everything. And so far, they've proved it. Yeah. Um, I will say the one thing that I noticed, and I don't remember if this was first episode or not, um, but the uh, interaction between Elizabeth and May, I was noticing Elizabeth seemed off. Like she seemed not, okay, I know this was kind of the way she was in season eight. She didn't seem as like just simply genuine as she used to seem in previous seasons. Um, But I will say, I mean, like, especially, especially now I can say from experience, grief changes people. Yeah, You know, what you experience in your life changes you and you are not going to be the same person that you were before. For better or worse, you're never going to be that same person again. So honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they even made Elizabeth. I'm trying not to like necessarily say it a certain way, but what I'm saying, like, let's say May and Nathan do start. I want their, if May is the one that is going to be the one that Nathan ends up with, I hope it's a slow burn. Oh, that is a slow burn, like Jack and Elizabeth slow burn without the interruptions of other triangles. Yeah. Okay. Like, please, please, (laughs) no more triangles. Wait, wait. What I'm saying is, like, if Elizabeth picks up on that. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she came to me soon and was like, look, I broke his heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was my, not my intention to break his heart, but I broke his heart. Don't you do it. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know for a fact that you are in love with him and you want to be with him, don't do it. Because mm-hmm. he's already been that with me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if she had that kind of conversation with someone like Maysu. Yeah. I mean, she wouldn't necessarily have to have that conversation with, say, Faith. Yeah. Because literally Faith was there to see all of it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I also, somebody would have that conversation with Macy, whether or not it was Faith, or whether yeah. or not it was Elizabeth. Yeah. And I kind of see, like, and I don't know if it's because Faith is more weary of everything that's going on with May, but a lot of people have been picking up saying that Faith is jealous and all this kind of stuff. I did not get that vibe from her. She was not jealous at all. I'd wear yeah. it. At least not in the first episode, but like I think it was the third episode. It was the episode where her book, where Elizabeth's book came out, which I think is the second episode. Second or third. Third episode. I think the third episode. Yeah, but it was, still, it was the third episode. But there's no, 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 but I'm just saying that that's people on Instagram and thing and Twitter and everything were kind of like saying that they thought that they saw some jealousy in Faith and I know exactly what scene they're talking about. And I didn't get that vibe. If anything, I kind of feel like never mentioned people are weird. (laughs) You're like, I'm skipping that comment. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I will, I will say this guys, like I I was uh, texting a friend today. And uh, we were talking about it and she has not watched, doesn't really want to watch whatever, although she did say she would listen to, um, to our podcast and see what we thought about it. But, um, you know, she was kind of giving her perspective on some stuff and I was like, I'm not really seeing the same thing you're getting out of this, you know, just from what she's hearing from people. I was like, but I will say this, 
there was a birthday card that we got my mom one year. I read it one way and hated it. Like I despised this card. It made me so mad that my brother got this card for my mom. My brother read it a totally different way and thought it was hilarious. My mother read it a completely different way than either one of us and thought it was so sweet. So like the three of us looking at the exact same thing and we read it in totally different ways and we got something completely different out of it. So that's all that's happening here. It doesn't make any one of us right Right. or wrong or wrong it's just how we're viewing it and we're just giving you our opinions of how we're viewing it we're not saying you don't have a right to your opinion but yeah so uh we do find out that may sue has been in contact with medios and florence about taking the position as the pharmaceutical for the pharmacy Mm -hmm. um that's where i was like we you know how we are i think all of you are pretty much aware that we get sidetracked a lot so i mean if you're sitting here and this is like a three-hour podcast episode <laughs> it's the norm with us mm-hmm. so just bear with us yeah but basically she was impersonating her from what we might perceive as her husband yeah i don't know it's kind of iffy right now it's a big question mark hanging over may's head when it comes to that mm-hmm. um apparently her husband Mm, with uh, she's basically was the his his apprentice his name is John oh sorry I forgot <laughs> um <laughs> you're waving your hand around us sisters I'm like what are you doing <laughs> I feel like we gotta like do we need to start this podcast episode over <laughs> okay so basically May has been in contact with Ned and Florence this whole time. They've apparently been going back and forth for months. Yeah. She is impersonating her. She was in, she was impersonating her so-called husband or mentor, whatever. Uh, pretending to be him to become the pharmacist of the new pharmacy in Hope Valley. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently she was the one doing it and she has been his apprentice which is what usually happens whenever you're trying to become a doctor or nurse or whatever you have to do an apprenticeship before you can actually become a full-on doctor, nurse, pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faith did that with Carson so she can become a doctor. So this is what that's what May did with Joff- Jeffrey uh, to become a pharmaceutical, um, a pharmacist, whatever you want to call it. Um, so she, of course, shows up like she did. Well, she makes herself known to Ned and, yet, and Florence and they, of course, wig out because they're like, you're not who you said you are. We're here. We thought we thought we were hiding Jeffrey. She's like, I was under Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. You've been in contact with me. I am been telling you guys the entire truth this whole time. I am a pharmacist. I have my degree, but I knew that you and she pretty much made it known to Ned, like you wouldn't have hired me if I was if I was a woman. If you knew that I was a woman, you would not have hired me. Mm-hmm. Well, other stuff kind of starts coming out because Faith says that she would call Jeffrey um, to kind of make sure that everything that May is saying is true, which I think just goes back to pretty much proving her point mm-hmm. of being like, if you didn't know I was a woman, you would not be questioning me like this. You not be, well, you wouldn't be questioning my degree. You wouldn't be con- questioning whether or not I could do this job. You would believe me. So, um, which is true to tell him because honestly, that still happens today. Yeah. I mean, women are still getting questioned no matter what 
position they what career they have or what credentials they have how many degrees they have on a wall all that still gets questioned because we're simply women so i think that's a very telling storyline that i'm excited to continue to maybe unfold but um anyways so of course that raises an eyebrow with faith because obviously you know they're going to be working together because she's a pharmacist she's a doctor mm-hmm. so they're obviously going to have a lot of time together to, and everything and and uh i didn't notice this the first time i watched it, but second whenever i watched it again may came from the same hospital that faith did mm-hmm. the everyone knows whenever she was in him whenever he came to fit with elizabeth to meet her family and everything he, uh his brother got hurt and faith was the nurse taking care of jack's brother tom right thomas yeah um so yeah so jeff jeffrey and may both worked at that hospital she knew both of them uh mainly jeffrey more than may mm-hmm. so she came out of that same hospital i thought that was kind of a cool little nugget to kind of go way back um so yeah um yeah i just i, I really like may's character mm-hmm. she's got that mystery to her but she's also really sweet and kind but also very plain spoken mm-hmm. and gets right to the point yeah. um i think another point me and you kind of talked about was how bill the uh the bill was not like sniffing around her this the minute he saw her i don't know if maybe he's just too preoccupied with the uh mayor race yeah Yeah. uh i don't know if he's just too preoccupied with that or whatever but like even okay second episode we don't need to get into that right the second uh like starting to tell something wrong in the second episode um but yeah that like normally bill is the most suspicious person He's like a hound dog sniffing around, making sure that, you know, everything's going right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, to see him not be, like, digging up her past and whatever, like, (laughs) uh, not fingerprinting her and whatever, (laughs) Uh, that would be typical Bill, and we're not seeing that. Um, The one other note that uh, I have is that Mr. Gowan gets arrested for fighting Mr. Smith. They're like in the saloon and Lucas, okay, Nathan had walked in, Elizabeth invites him to sit down. They're sitting there talking. And I love the fact that he tells her, it's good to see you happy. And she was like, I'm grateful we can remain friends. I would have really regretted it otherwise. She really does care about Nathan. Like you can really tell that she does. But I- I had to just continue to- ignore the comments that she made in the season eight finale i just yeah. have to completely buck them out of my head but i i never questioned that she didn't i never questioned her how much she did actually care for nathan yeah so um but i'm like i love the fact that she said that personally again i know a lot of people are bugged by this personally i love that they are just trying to make themselves friends and just like try not to make this any more awkward than it has to be but also love that there is some awkward jest there because that's real life yeah that's life yeah um but so lucas comes over to the table because him and elizabeth were supposed to have dinner together that night and um he's like you know i don't really want to leave these two over here by themselves (laughs) Uh, which didn't really help the matter 
Yeah. Um, oh, and the fact that uh, Hickam was so upset because somebody had like drawn a mustache on his poster. Um, was... You're forgetting. You're forgetting when Lucas walks over the table and everything, and they're both talking. Him and Elizabeth were like, "Great, great." Nathan's like, "Great, great." Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And he's like, Nathan, yeah. Lucas. <laughs> But there was a moment where he, where Nathan does kind of look at Elizabeth, not in a different, not in like a specific way, but like, it's almost like he kind of felt bad that Elizabeth was having to cancel mm-hmm. their dinner. Yeah. Um, it almost, almost like a sec- split second, he questioned whether or not, whether or not he should have went to Lucas about mm-hmm. that night. Anyways. Yeah. Almost like a, I wouldn't be doing this to you, Tap. Yeah, like, in yeah, reality, you wouldn't have to worry about this with me. Would, but yeah. that's just that's just a guy thing, like you know, to want yeah. to make sure she's taken care of. Yeah, um, he does but, eventually excuse himself from Elizabeth uh, to do the matchy work, which was Hickam. Yeah, yeah, um, and then of course he uh, uh, meets Mesu at that particular moment. I love how he just like like of course Hickam is going on and on about the mustache being drawn yeah. on his most wanted page. Yeah, that was so, like, <laughs> not not wanted not, not wanted yeah um and like at first he's like completely like what's going on you know and Hickam's like they drew my poster <laughs> Hickam is like the most adorable guy in town I'm sorry so I love cute. him so much and it's like he's something just catches his eye and he turns into Smesu and it just like locks it's mm. like he can't and he's like excuse me never even giving you Fiona- remember Okay, it's not quite the same thing, but the only thing I would know to relate it to is in season two, when uh, Jack looks over and Elizabeth and her sisters are walking down the staircase and he's like, yes! glued. Yeah. And that's kind of the way Nathan was, except it wasn't that like eyes lit up, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful thing. It was more like a, huh, who's this? You know, to, like, I think that's, is that how I think it has top, top look? But yeah. it was still that just, honestly i kind of saw it as like wow there she is like you know yeah so i need i need to go talk to her yeah um it was a confidence to to him and Mm -hmm. i can't i don't really know if it was necessarily mounting confidence because we know whenever nathan's in the red surge there's some there's always something different about him Mm -hmm. he's in that mounting mode and like you know but he's like hi and he's like she's like constable he's like uh did i see you come into town today or something like that and she's like did you he's like so innocent on a a, you came in on a brown quarter horse and she's like very common breed and he's like a fast brown quarter horse and she's like mesu he's like nathan grant and i was just like i don't know what it was but just like as simple as it was there was just something really there between yeah, them. I liked it. I, I it liked really it. Cute. I really did. Yeah. I really liked it. And I feel like Macy would definitely be someone that would be, they would really be able to butt heads in the right way. Challenging. Like, yeah, yeah, challenging to one another. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I really liked that part of things with that. Yeah. And then, of course, out of nowhere, like you said, Gowan and Smith get into a fight. I loved it because it kind of had a little bit of a note to Nathan's first night in Hope Valley. Yes. <laughs> Except this time he didn't get punched. Yeah, he wasn't the one that, get, he's not the one that get, got punched. He's not the one that ended up in the jail cell this time. Yeah. But I, it's funny because once again, Lucas was involved. Yeah. But it but wasn't. Actually he, helped, 
Lucas actually outbreak out the fight this time. Last time he kind of yeah. stood back with his cards. I like, love the fact that he like just grabbed Henry. You know. Oh yeah, he just like oh, all up in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I loved the conversation between, um, and of course, uh, Mr. Gallon gets locked up. But I love the conversation between Nathan and Lucas. I guess the next day. Yeah, it was like the next um, day where Nathan's like, you know, it's funny. I always pictured you as more of a poet than a fighter. And Lucas was like, I'll take that as a compliment. And Nathan's like, you take that however you want to. <laughs> but again, I'm sorry. I have said this from season six. Those two are future best friends. <laughs> like, it's like, they have, and it's the like, they have Kevin are good friends. Like, the fact that him and yeah. Kevin are good friends off of off screen. Yeah. It's you like know, frenemies or something. Yeah. Like, and I think that those are like the most interesting type of friendships where oh, there's yeah, some bickering there and there's still like whatever <laughs> is like in the middle of there, but they are friends because yeah. it kind of, and obviously like that makes sense because like in the season eight finale, he told Lucas, I got your back, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I want them to become friends. Yeah. I want them all to become friends. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving that we're seeing that um, this yeah. this season that we're seeing the three of them become friends. Yeah, but the oh. sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Well, I'm I was gonna like tell the last thing that happened, so go ahead. Oh well, I mean, we kind of skipped over some uh, some of the parts in the beginning, such as like, one of our favorite scenes, the Bill and Nathan. Oh yeah, was well, that so, kind of ties into what happens at the end? So yeah, go for it. Okay, so. The first scene that we kind of see besides the awkward hand wave from Nathan uh, of Nathan uh, this season is him and Bill are in town. They're riding their horses into town and obviously there's cars that are going by and he's like, and Bill says that the uh, Mountie Corporation wants them to learn how to drive. Mm-hmm. Of course, Nathan is against it and stuff and, you know, Bill's like, you know, it's just like, I, t- I can teach you how and all this kind of stuff and he's like, are you giving up your horse? He's like, no, I'm not giving up my horse. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know why, but that was just so hilarious because he's the one that like digging Nathan, like you just need to go ahead and do it. You know, just go yeah. ahead and I can teach you. And uh, he's like, I'm not getting rid of my horse. And he's like, are you going to get rid of that mustache and that little thing right there? <laughs> and Nathan's like, not likely. Same gravery. They're like the, they're, they're the best. Them. They're the best. <laughs> I just, I can't, I love them so much. And the fact that like, and of course, Nathan, uh, he's, he said, I'd vote for you, Bill. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he even said, um, hoping that you would uh, cover for me so I can go see Allie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did you just drop her off at her grandparents? He's like, yeah, but I miss her. Yeah. I love that. I love, even with Allie not physically being there, these past three episodes she has been mentioned and it's always been around Nathan and Nathan just being like you could just see that's his little girl that's his little girl girl. like just mentioning her name makes him get all smiley and happy proud dad (laughs) he is he is I loved it um so I love that getting to see that and I love that Bill is such a sucker for you know he's like of course I will like are you kidding me like yeah. you don't even have to ask. Of course, Bill is such a softy. Like he in is reality, such a softie, especially when kids are involved. I, I feel know. Like. But I and I love that he once again has a relationship with, you know, it's it's not like his and Jax's relationship. It's their own. 
I love yeah. that it, it's nothing like how Bill and Nathan, how Bill and Jack were. If anything, I feel like it's almost better mm-hmm. in some ways. Like, it's more like some... they're best friends, whereas with Jack and Bill, it was more of a father-son type relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how I kind of see it too. Yeah. So, but yeah. But that kind of ties into um, the end of the episode though, where Nathan's, I love that he's just riding down the road talking to yes. me. Yes. Like, can you imagine me and you out doing our rounds, riding around, riding around in, a car. in a car? It's like, you're going to put that big old horse in a car? Because <laughs> I feel like that, I really do feel like that's what it is in Nathan's mind. He's not, like, like Newt is not his, his way of transportation. Yeah. Like, he's his buddy. He's, 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 yeah, he's his that's his best friend. That yeah. is his best friend. That's his companion. That's his partner. Mm-hmm. Like he's not just himself. New that has literally come to his rescue and saved his life. You know, like seriously. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I mean, it, it, in Nathan's mind, that's that's sane to think of yeah. them both being in the car because, like, that is what Newt is to him. Is like he's a big old horse, though. He is. <laughs> He is. He's huge. I mean, Kevin is what, like six foot something, but it's like yeah, I think Kevin's that, like what six foot four or something, something like, like that. that. Like he's yeah, six so four or something. Something like that. So it's like to have a horse that he looks normal on, you've got to have a big old horse. Yeah. <laughs> so to put a big old horse like that in a car. But I love and the I, fact I, that he's just riding talking exactly. to his horse. I feel like that's another reason why Elizabeth is kind of stocked and like shocked because she was like a car and he's like no a team of horses yeah like, uh-huh. but i also love like they also started having a conversation about like i loved how he realized that he never told elizabeth that he took Allie to his grandparents yeah he's like oh yeah i took Allie to her grandparents i i probably should have told you that before <laughs> because minnie was substituting for elizabeth while she was gone yeah. but i love that completely like, minnie gave her a bunch of bunch of homework i hope this is okay she's like she's right i'm sure she'll be fine, she'll be fine. You know? yeah. yeah but i love how they also kind of had in common like what it's like whenever you had a kid and like your parents completely overlook at you and like they're all about the grandkids yeah and she kind of made the note like not that they paid attention to me all month long but they yeah. loved having little jack and he's like yeah that's about how it happened whenever i dropped Allie off at her grandparents oh wait i dropped Allie at her grandparents I probably should have told you that sorry that was so cute yeah but yeah so the the end of that episode like uh, a lot of people actually had i forgot sorry a lot of people actually had a problem with elizabeth offering to teach nathan how to drive i feel like that's just kind of the next like women more coming into their own yeah thing of the times like i don't feel like that wasn't a lot of people are I saying Elizabeth is being too friendly. She's like inserting herself too much into Nathan's life. I'm like, okay, first yeah, of all, they're yeah. trying to become friends. But also, I think, I don't think that was necessarily Elizabeth. And granted, you know, like, I get it. Maybe she should have just said, sure, I'll ask him. You know, but again, I think that. probably thought that he'd be too busy because, I mean, yeah, he got the or, old, he's, got the, he's got the saloon. He's got yeah. her and Luke. She's got her and Luke, Little Jack too, and then also the old Eric. So it's like yeah. she probably honestly thought that he might be too busy and didn't want to say that to Nathan. So instead, she knows that she can drive. So she's like, "I'll do it," because he said that he didn't want Bill to know. 
yeah i think it i think it might have been that but i feel like it would lean more towards elizabeth just being an independent female of i don't have you don't have to ask lucas I and she's a teacher yeah she's a teacher so like i feel like it's also a teacher's instinct that if someone wants to learn something she'll teach that you them. know how to do you just yeah yeah so i thought i mean i and i guess that just comes with us having the mindset that we're done with season eight yeah to move on stop reading too much into everything and just kind of go on yeah um but yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, why not? I mean, it would be a little odd just because, you know, how people are and how the town is even. I feel like Floyo would be having a field day with that. So. Um, um, yeah. But Nathan like was fighting the vehicle thing all episode long. Yeah. And then at the very end there, when he's like just riding down the road, and it ends this episode ends on that cliffhanger of you can tell he's about to get in an accident here eat it with a car and he's on newton um but that's the like the cliffhanger of that so basically a care uh, a a a man on a horse that's also pulling like this big uh carriage or yeah wagon yeah wagon behind him kind of blocks nathan's view well this other car is like barreling from one side nathan's coming in on new on the other side and they're like both going pretty fast mm-hmm. um and nathan obviously breaks newt back and like stops him but it's too late the car is going to hit them right uh and it kind of blanks off of that so john tinker who was showrunner and writer i think of this episode i could be wrong or it might be the next episode um he said that he fought to try and get that scene taken off. Hmm. Because he's like, I don't want people to go to bed with that emotion. He's like, I didn't want to send them away like worried or hurt or mad or upset. I'm sorry, who said that? John Tinker. I'm sorry, who said that? John Tinker. Oh yeah, I had the same reaction. Trust me, I had the same reaction. <laughs> yep. Oh my word, that I is. Say, everybody was having a field day with that one on Instagram and Twitter. Oh man, that, that is interview came out and he said that. A lot of people had a field day with that. Oh man. So. Oh my word. I'm sorry. He is not a great showrunner. Like anything he does has ridiculous drama, and like just stupid stuff that is not necessary i'm sorry he is just not good at that and he's the shunt runner for this season and i have to say he's doing a little bit better than he did in season eight but there's still some things that i'm not really everything seems really I think, choppy I think, he, I think he tried too hard in season eight yeah per se and he was like trying so hard to make it interesting that he dropped a bunch of stuff he got too much he got too much on the pile and stuff was falling off because he yeah. was trying to put everything in it but i'm sorry he's just not and I don't mean that, like, I'm sorry, y'all. I am a snob. Like, I mean, you know, we talked about the Elvis thing earlier. I'm not the craziest about the song Jailhouse Rock, not because of the song, but because of how he's singing. Because as a singer, I'm hearing the rasp in his throat. And I'm like, you are killing your voice right there, dude. Like, you know, that is all I hear when I'm hearing this song is like, he's ruining his voice, you know? So I'm a snob, okay? I'm sorry. Like, I love, I love Elvis songs. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad he learned how to sing properly. But, um, 
I'm like, and I never claim to be the best at anything, by the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm as much of a I mean, You have more experience than a lot of other people because you've actually been on a film set. So you kind of, in a lot of ways, know a lot more than a lot of people do about how things work behind the scenes. Right. But I'm sorry, when, when you just add unnecessary drama and everything else to something like this. I mean, just, okay, everybody let's just their own one point. Let's just bring one point in that I am even angry about, and it has nothing to do with the triangle. Clara and Jesse fought pretty much the whole entire season of season eight. Mm-hmm. They didn't make up until the finale, and they left, mm-hmm. and they're not coming back. Yeah. Now I'm not they're saying like that's one of my favorite John couples. I'm not saying that's John Tinker's fault. That could very well be the actor's decision not to come back. We don't know. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like you had them fight the entire season long. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, then all of a sudden they're packing up their bags and they're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's I just, all kinds of other stuff that went down the black hole. Yeah. I mean. I just, I don't know. I just don't feel like John Tinker is a great. I he mean, needs to just stick to writing. He's a great writer. But, yeah. he, he, but as a showrunner, that's a totally different thing. It, it's a totally different job, I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to read through our notes, make sure we're not, you know. Oh, I love the little bit where, uh, like, Lee got so excited about the free ice cream and he starts walking up to go get an ice and, like, Rosemary pulls him back and, like, pats him on the stomach and he's like. Yeah. Like a little kid. <laughs> I love that, though. Yeah. I loved when uh, when Elizabeth and Rosemary have their first scene together talking. And, uh, oh, I loved it. Ro- uh, Elizabeth's like, oh, we're talking about the again? Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. back to Broadway shows? Yes. And how's Lee? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Rosemary is definitely back to her old self this season, and I love Oh, it. she is. Like, she is full-on theatric. Theatrics. Yes, it yeah. is adorable. I love that. Let me make sure I've got everything. I'm curious to see how long this episode has turned out because I know, right? I should have looked at the clock when we started recording. And I, I know you have it. Like, quick note, you guys. Like, used to, she would literally put a timer on. Well, and so finally we gave up on that. Actually, it's only been maybe about an hour and a half. Oh wow, that I, I would That's I would guess these two. <laughs> So, I think we pretty much got everything. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think we pretty much got everything. And guys, by the time this episode comes out, the fourth episode will have aired. We're going to like release a couple episodes a week until we're caught up and then, you know, move move forward. But um, anyway, like we've always said, if you've made it this far, congratulations and thank you because... <laughs> And your prize is that you get to know that we will be recording. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Feeling Butterflies movie featuring Kevin and Kayla on the dock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, of course, got uh, episode two, episode three, and, of course, eventually episode four <laughs> to record also. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any of the other movies that you guys want us to review that has any of the When Calls the Heart cast and crew, like, uh, I do want to do It Was Always You because I've it's still my favorite song. My oh favorite. yeah, that one is so stinky cute. I still want Tyler in yeah. Valley. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, 
I'm telling you guys, and we we could make we we could probably make that happen since we're such good friends with Tyler. <laughs> you are. I didn't get that privilege. You did. <laughs> hey, I Although, can always randomly ask him if he wants to come on the podcast. I can say, hey, we're going to be doing a a a, re, a, a review on the. Uh, it was always, it was you. always you. cameo appearance. <laughs> I would, I would die. I would die. I would, I, I, I would just like fall out. Yeah. See, so the thing is, she's in love with Kevin. I'm the one in love with uh, Tyler over here. So <laughs> she's the one saying she would be geeking out if Tyler was over. <laughs> I mean, it's still Tyler. Like I love him too. He's see, Kevin's number one to me, and Tyler's yeah. number two for me. Whereas mm-hmm. Tyler's number one for you, and Kevin's number two for you. Yeah. So yeah. like, we, we, we just we like, you know. Yeah. What was it the text conversation we had the other night? And sorry, y'all, we need to like wrap this up and not just start off. Okay. okay. So mom said, mom no, said, I'll text, I'll text you, you and said, I was like, uh, can I please have Hickam? He's just so cute. You know, and you text me back and said, mom says, yes, as long as she can have Gowan. And I said, tell her she's got a deal. And you said, great. That leaves Nathan for me. I was like, now we're all happy. happy. <laughs> oh my gosh we're unfortunately i can't have kevin even though i'm very um if i if i had to pick anyone else to have kevin i would pick kayla so he, i'm good with that yeah hey tyler's still single that we yeah. know of <laughs> i still say somebody needs to uh kidnap him for me at uh the what is it romicon or something whatever it is they go to <laughs> yeah i think nicole and them are still going so like, you might want to uh, talk to them. Nicole and Kristen and uh, Casey and all them were like, yeah, just bring him up to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. So, yeah. Let's see if I can make that happen with my little scissors. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is not a good sign. But it is 10 o'clock. If me and her are like giggling like this, we're hitting our delusion. Delusional. Yeah, we're like, we're hitting our delusion peak that we would always get on lives. Yeah, but the bad thing about it is it's like only 10 o'clock at night and we still have a couple more episodes to record. We got two at least two more episodes to film. So so we words, two, we need to finish this one and get off and get me some caffeine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this Dr. Pepper's cutting it. I'm probably to get me a bigger <laughs> cup of coffee. Not even why. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we're officially back, guys. Woohoo! If you I mean if you're around for this, you obviously missed us. So you're welcome. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> oh my word. We do love you guys again. Thank you ours, and you picked this episode to be the first one you watch of us. I'm really sorry, but kudos to you for going all the way through it. It still counts if you press like the 10 second button to kind of like run through. We understand. (laughs) Okay, we seriously got to cut this off. Okay, I think we need to say bye. <laughs> All right. We love you.
you guys. We're gonna get up here We're and try fine. to get our stuff together. Oh, All right. Gosh. Okay. We love you. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.